This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command codes verified. Is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people try to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned who went. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safer, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for All the bodies made out of foreign shorts. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I gotta be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damned who went. Today's broadcast, Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and we are indeed live tonight as we are broadcasting the Friday Night Live show across the world via great digital platforms and also across the airwaves thanks to WCETFM in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. So that means thank you so much for joining us. Depending on where you're listening, uh, you're all welcome. But yes, definitely need to give a shout out to all the fine folks listening at the K-Star Talk Radio Network. Uh, If you're listening over at Liberty Talk FM, perhaps you're tuned in to ZMA Radio or... Maybe you're on one of the various aspects of the Vera Network, that, of course, being the lastfrequency.com, Vera Network over at TuneIn, and, of course, W. 
CMT. We're, we're talking about a lot of great opportunities, boys and girls, and thank you for being here live. And, of course, if you are listening to the podcast after the fact, thank you as well. Uh, just glad to have you here along for the ride. should be a great show tonight. We are scheduled to be joined by author and nurse Holly Swenson, and uh, we're going to be talking to her about her book uh, in regards to uh, – uh, parenting, essentially, and I think right now, especially if you happen to be conservative and you're facing this cancel culture world and all the craziness that's going on, some of you might almost be afraid to parent, and uh, a lot of great helpful hints and uh, tools uh, in the book, so uh, we'll be talking to her about that. We're also scheduled to be joined once again by returning guest Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, we'll be discussing the finer points of the psychi psychology, uh, that would be uh, the correct word to use, which is what I should do, <laughs> involving uh, the mindset of embracing uh, those who would prefer terrorism over peace. It's a complicated issue, and we'll delve into that a little bit. In the uh, second hour, we'll be joined by returning guest John O'Connor, and uh, John will be putting his former prosecutor, current attorney status. Uh, they will be putting that hat on as we discuss the finer points of the Trump fraud trial and the latest goings-ons there. And uh, last but certainly not least, we will have the CEO of Classical Conversations, uh, Mr. Robert uh, Bortis, uh, showing up. And we'll have a conversation there about the, their latest efforts in helping to promote homeschooling so it's going to be a full full show should be entertaining should be interesting all those great things that we look for on a friday night uh, before we do that of course tomorrow if you look at the calendar technically is veterans day uh, naturally since it's a saturday that means the overwhelming majority of governmental officials and offices and everybody uh, they observed it today and in my mind, and if you're a regular listener, you know that this is how I feel about it, and I tell you all the time, every day should be Veterans Day. Uh, we should be paying homage and respect to everyone who took the time to serve. Uh, that includes Doug in the uh, control room who served in the Coast Guard and uh, did so with distinction. Uh, we have a lot of veterans who are regular guests and uh, who are friends of the show. But, uh, you know, it, it's not enough to just be grateful one day of the week. We need to to set aside a little bit of every day. But if it's something that's a little outside of what you do on a daily basis, take the time to thank a veteran over the course of the next couple of days uh, if you're not going to do it more often. And don't forget to thank their families as well because the veterans, they, they sacrificed, they did their business. But their families, uh, especially in this modern uh, age, uh, really sacrifice a lot as well. So keep that in mind as we go into the weekend. All right, with all that having been said, uh, what do you say we go ahead and bring on our first guest of the day? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome. She is the author of the great book, Stop, Drop, Grow, and Glow, Forming Deeper and More Joyful Connections with Yourself, and your children, as well as being a registered nurse, currently still practicing in Montana, is my understanding. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Miss Holly Swenson. Uh, 
Holly, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and how are you today? Thank you so much for having me this evening. I appreciate you uh, making time. Um, I'm doing well, thank you. And I also just want to mention I am um, I'm actively licensed, but I'm not currently practicing. I just want to clarify that. All right. Well, definitely need to make sure we do that. The show's called Tap into the Truth. Don't want to put out any misinformation. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, all right. So, Holly, uh, I'm sure you probably heard a little bit of my intro talking about how some parents may actually be almost afraid to parent. Uh, and in that effort, sometimes it does create this wall. But a lot of your book focuses not so much on being afraid, but in some of those natural distractions and natural insecurities. And, uh, you know, you really focus on what uh, – to me, and maybe maybe I just kind of was oversensitive to it, uh, which is why it feels like it runs more through the entire book. But uh, one of the general themes seems to be forgiveness, uh, forgiving yourself, forgiving uh, the children when they get a little unruly so that you're mindful in how you react, and also being forgiving to the folks that maybe are outside factors that affect – and shaped how your parenting goes into effect. The people who've done things to you and learn to embrace the negative as well as the positive. Uh, it's it's a pretty solid concept, uh, and, and it's a very um, what's what's the word I'm looking for here? It's it seems obvious when you say it, but it's also kind of a hard thing to do because you don't always realize these things are factors. So what made you decide that this was a message that you wanted to get out now and uh, and that this was the message you felt compelled to tell? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I wrote this book really, um, it felt like a deep calling in a way I could be of service to parents everywhere. You know, we have uh, four four boys uh, that are all still at home, and uh, they teach. You know, they're they're always teaching me something new, and I wanted to create, uh, a, you know, a tool for people to feel like they had, um, you know, a good resource to draw from. When you know, I think we all you can use help throughout life, but but during parenting especially, uh, it's an extended season of, you know, intense work and intense joy and intense, it's an intense, just an intense period of time in your life. And so I wanted to create a framework to, you know, really help um, parents find more peace, patience, intentionality, and joy. And, you know, I love that you mentioned the word forgiveness. Um, I think practicing compassion, um, you know, for others and for yourself while you're parenting can be really a tremendous ally. Well, it's definitely some helpful tools that it's it's a good time, I think. Uh, not that there's ever been a bad time for it, but it's especially a good time right now for this to be a message that more people are um, locking into. Uh, I love the fact that during the course of you – uh, laying out the message and going step by step, you know, you you have developed the system and, and you lay out the system, but you're constantly bringing in personal experiences as you go about explaining how you came to understand that these things were important. Uh, was there a point in time where you were kind of going through and trying to decide which experiences you were going to share that? maybe you wanted to shy away from, but then eventually decided, no, you had to in order to really drive the point home? 
Yeah, you know, I, you know, for me, I decided to infuse some of my own, um, you know, history because I think it makes it feel more relatable for people. I mean, I think you can. There's a lot of parenting books out there, and and I. I wanted to feel like I was almost holding the reader's hand, if that makes sense, because I wanted, I just wanted it to feel like it was really authentic and real and um, that they could connect with the content because I, you know, parenting looks a little different and feels a little different for each family. Um, But we all, you know, are asked different things and there are really, you know, amazing moments and there's moments that are hard. And then there's also, you know, things from, you know, maybe when you were a child that you are still carrying. And so I also think it's really important to, um, you know, really assess where you are to date and, um, you know, and, and take a look at how you're doing so that you can then, you know, step into hopefully parenting with more wholeness once you've, you know, kind of taken a minute to turn the mirror around and look at where you're at. And, and, and if you're not where you're, you know, if you're not going where you want to be going to, to do some work on yourself to help you get to that place that will help you know you're doing your job as best as you can. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I think is really great, the book focuses primarily on the aspect of parenting, but a lot of the information that you're putting forth and a lot of things that are uh, involved with uh, the points you make are just generally good advice for life, period, not necessarily focused on parenting alone. So I, I really do, uh, I think, very highly of the book. I, I didn't get a chance to really uh, delve in as deeply as I would like, but I found myself as I was trying to go through and uh, read through it, uh, I was attempting to do the quick skim, and then I would find myself having to read more. So I, I was kind of stuck. It took me a little longer than the quick skim because uh, every time I would get to a new section, I would find myself more engaged. Something you really managed to accomplish here is you talked uh, just a minute ago about wanting to feel like you were holding uh, the reader's hand. You really do make a personal connection with this writing in a way that a lot of people try, but can't seem to manage. So, uh, I, 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 first of all, I want to congratulate you on accomplishing that, but was there a, a special effort? Was there something that you did in particular that helped you to get to that connection? Or is this just something that happened naturally as you found yourself telling the stories that help it be more relatable? Well, you know, I think for me, I wanted, I wanted to write a book for a while now and I, you know, found myself kind of putting it off because I am busy, you know, I'm wearing different hats and trying to, you know, raise four humans and we've got a lot going on on the home front. So I kind of been putting it off. And then I, you know, when I sat down to really start working on this, um, you know, a little more, you know, almost a year and a half ago now, I, I found that when I started writing, it was just there waiting for me. And so, you know, doing this work really helps me know I'm on the right path because it feels like a way for me, like I said, felt like a calling or a way I could be of service. And, um, you know, in terms of really connecting with the reader, it was just I wanted to share what was on my heart in a way that was really real. And so that was what I that's what I wrote to. It wasn't making it anything other than what it was. And so that for me, I think, kept me on the right track. And I'm really, you know, it, to hear your feedback, it helps me know that I'm I'm on the right track. And doing work that's um, feeling good to the reader. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, something tells me that 
your background as a nurse really helped in creating that personal touch too. I, I've unfortunately encountered uh, far too many people that were in the profession for the wrong reasons. But then when you run into somebody that is in the profession for the right reason, you can really tell a difference. And I have a feeling that that you did more than draw on that for the writing aspect, which of course you did in helping to develop the system. Uh, and uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the system. Uh, we don't want to do too much in the way of spoilers for the books because I really do think that anybody out there, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, or an aunt or uncle that spends large amount of times, whatever that may be, it, this is a good book to have in your library, and I want to encourage you to go get it. But uh, tell us a little bit about the, what brought about the creation of the system uh, as you laid it out. I mean, because you talk about uh, the rights of parenting, and you talk about a lot of other positive aspects throughout the book, uh, but you really created a system that is more than just um, – Bumper sticker talk is what I like to call it. You know, it's not just sound bites. Uh, you you create these words, and they're not just catchphrase, but you keep coming back to them in a way where uh, it makes the point over and over. And I love the fact in each section that when you come back to the word, uh, it, it's in bold. And it's like maybe you don't notice that this is actually part of whether it's talking about the stop or whether it's uh, talking about the grow or however it plays in. You bring that about. But what was it that really helped you to create this system and understanding that this is something that could be shared in simple, easy to format and actually be helpful? Well, I think that, you know, for me, I wanted my framework to be simple to remember because we all have so much to keep, you know, straight in our minds that I wanted it to feel like it was helpful rather than hindersome. And so for me, you know, my framework is in my title, Stop, Drop, Grow, and Glow. And so that, you know, and they build on each other. So each section, you know, I, I would like, you know, at the end of my book, I say, you don't want it to start at grow. You want to do the work at stop. And and then build your way up because I think you, you know, in the other pieces, I, I really built a lot of reflection into my book so that you're not just reading the book, but you're actually taking a minute to think about how what I'm writing to, you know, is relatable to your life as a parent and, and what, you know, what it might feel like or look like, or maybe it brings up some, something you've never thought about before. And maybe you can put a new spin on something to make healthier shifts in your life. And, and then, you know, you mentioned um, the five uh, the five rights of parenting. And for me, I created that um, as a spinoff of the five rights of medication administration with my nursing background. Um, and I, I wanted it again. And that's that that is actually in my section of stop. So it's, it's the beginning of my book. But um, I just want to briefly run through them um, just to give you a flavor. And so the first one, the first right is right now which means being in the moment with your kid, not distracted, not doing three other things, but you're really present and showing up for your kids when you can. There are moments you can't, but, as you know, make time to be intentional with showing up for them and being in the moment uh, on a daily basis, ideally. Uh, number two is the right intent. So be intentional with the choices, the guidelines, um, you know, you set and how you're treating them and, and make sure that you're, you know, being intentional with what you're doing. And if maybe you're not, maybe try to think about why why you haven't been able to show up in that way. 
Uh, the third right is the right use of speech. And I believe that your voice is a tool of creation. And so it can either set a positive mood or a negative mood. And um, it's important with how you speak to your child because that's what they internalize. That's what they that's what they're learning from. So you want to be speaking to them with as much kindness and consideration as, as is possible. Number four is the right use of power. And I really believe that it's important to wield your power with care. I mean, your kids are under your roof for at least 18 years, and you want to um, be using your power again with care and, and being mindful of how you're setting boundaries. And then the fifth one is the right use of love. And this is my favorite uh, right that I that I talk about. And I just believe that um, love is really the cure to all that ails us. And I think that you as a parent, um, you know, really can change your child's life um, if you let them know they're loved. And um, with that, I'll, I'll, I'll pause. But there's so much in my book, and I, I can't wait for, for you to read it. Yeah, yeah, it, it is phenomenal. It's well worth it. It's broken up into great segments. So again, I, I really want to encourage all the listeners to make sure that they they uh, go check it out because it is phenomenal. You know, this Holly is primarily a political show. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, conservative politics here, but. Uh, one of the things that I try to do on Friday nights is occasionally we'll step away from politics. And then on other occasions, I like to try to make the point that there are some things that should be universal, that are not political, that we should all agree on. And the fact that a lot of us struggle during parenting uh, and that we can use a reminder, a refresher, uh, and some positive reinforcements uh, from outside forces like your book – uh, these are things that should be a no-brainer, should not be a political thing at all. We should be, all be able to agree on. And the most important thing I, I think that we can really draw from this is to remind ourselves that we're always going to have a certain level of insecurity, feeling inadequate as a parent, because uh, sadly, there's not a manual out there. Uh, every kid is different. There's no cookie-cutter thing. And uh, our parents may have uh, been aloof or may have been helicopter parents. Our, our, so some of us have not had the best of examples to pull from. So that's one of the primary reasons that I really wanted to have you uh, on tonight and give you a chance to, to get this out in front of this audience because uh, regardless of whether you feel like you've done great or uh, maybe could have done better – uh, it, it's good to be able to take a look at the type of information here. Holly, thank you so much for being here. Uh, real quick, let everybody know where they can find your work. Uh, feel free to share uh, anything else you'd like to, including websites if you would like to. If you're inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share the platforms and your handles. Uh, and, of course, if none of that applies, then that's fine. And then any final thoughts you'd like to throw out there, uh, finish up with that. Yeah, thank you, Tim. First of all, I just want to say thank you. I really want to extend gratitude for you uh, for, for having me on this evening. And I, you know, I really want my work to resonate and feel accessible to anybody. And that's I'm I'm just so interested in it, connecting with people, you know, all over the place to promote more wellness, intention and joy for parents, for children, for anyone. I mean, that's really my mission. And my book 
Stop, Drop, Grow, and Glow is available anywhere you buy your books. And it also just launched on Audible and, again, anywhere you buy your audiobooks. So it's out there, and it's easy to find. And you can follow me online at liveyourglow.live. And I look forward to connecting. All right. Again, thank you so much for joining us this Friday night. Uh, keep up the good work. I, I have a feeling I don't need to tell you that. Uh, I, I think this is uh, probably a, a a first uh, step into doing a whole lot more good in this particular topic. And uh, I, I just, I think the world's a better place as long as there's people in it that are prepared to step up and to, to try to make the world a better place. So thank you for that as well, Holly. Uh, God bless. And uh, would love to be able to get back together and talk a little more in depth sometime in the future. I hope we can do that. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. All right, you too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Miss Holly Swenson. Uh, if you want to check out uh, that information, of course, she gave you the website. Uh, you can look up the book again. It's Stop, Drop, Grow, and Glow, Forming Deeper and More Joyful Connections with Yourself and Your Children. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, there will be a link in the show description as well. So, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. I, I'm, I'm not just uh, throwing uh, that, hey, I just had a great guest on uh, Fluff out there. I really did find myself trying to do quick skims to do for the show prep because uh, AJ got me a copy of the book a little late. Uh, but uh, I kept finding myself wanting to get more involved with what I was reading. And again, a lot of it might seem, as you're looking at it, it sound like uh, just common sense, but so often we forget to do these things. So it's great. It's fantastic. All right. Guess what, boys and girls? I need, since I didn't uh, go into it before uh, the guest came on, uh, to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Four Patriots. Yes, that's right. We're starting with Four Patriots again because we love them. They were our first paid sponsor here, and they are kind of the flagship of sponsorships that tap into the truth. But, you know, beyond that, they got a lot of great products too. So, again, when things go sideways, who are you going to count on to help you be prepared? doesn't matter too much. You know, there's a lot of people out there right now. You've got every reason to be concerned about maybe having to go without electricity for a while or even have to go without food. That's a big reason why I really do like the folks over at 4Patriots. You can get yourself the preparedness products that you can use right now, but they can literally save your life later. Uh, my favorite, of course, I've got my uh, Patriot Power Sidekick. Uh, they have much bigger generators available, too. If you uh, need to go that route, the Patriot Power Generator 2000X, for example, that bad boy. Uh, again, you can recharge using the solar panels if that's all you got available. But you can run your TV, medical equipment, keep your refrigerator running with that bad boy if you need to. It's expandable. It comes with the free solar panel, too. It's great stuff. Or maybe you need to go pick up some Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits. Uh, delicious tasting food designed to last for 25 years. Again, I 
keep pointing out if you're fortunate enough to keep it that long because uh, if you got people in the house like I do, I'm looking at my daughters on this one, uh, it goes away quickly. It's not going to be around for 25 years. But the point is, is it's rated to last that way. You can have these meal kits ready. They've got real meat in it. And if the power's out, there's no worries. You can just boil water over fire if that's what you have to do. Simmer and serve. You'll enjoy hot meal. You'll stay safe in a crisis. Don't just survive. Thrive with the four Patriots survival food kits. Look, more people are finding four Patriots every day. They currently have over two million customers served. You might even have seen them on TV now. They're running ads on television. I've had the folks over at Four Patriots set up a special page for you guys, listeners to this show. It's fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. You go there. And you can see this week's discounts and deals before they go away. That's 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. But hurry, those deals won't last long. Save more, get peace of mind. Be prepared for when things go sideways. That's 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. You get to see more than just those deals, by the way. Once you're there, you can shop the whole site. Just let them know that I sent you, and you get to see those special deals. All right, with all that being said, let's take that mid-hour break, and we'll be right back. You have the right. I have the right. We all have the Second Amendment right. And that's the truth with Tim Tapp. Once again, young females take center stage in the ongoing destruction of the heartland of the United States. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's Pace from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Females and other destructive ne'er-do-wells like George Soros and Representative Hakeem Jeffries continue to proudly strut their stuff after the recent massive voter approval of abortion all the way up to the point of birth in the once Christian-oriented state of Ohio. Abortion is now a part of Ohio's Constitution, just as it is in Michigan, and now takes precedence over pro-life laws passed by the state legislature and is likely to be irreversible. Leftists like George Soros, all Democrats, and most young American females are now gearing up to push the abortion death march into Florida and Arizona. When someone tells you that females are more caring and nurturing, etc., just know that was once upon a time. For now, the TikTok generation of American females are fully engaged in Margaret Sanger's war against God's gift of life, even in the American heartland. I am a woman, hear me I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific, to find out where. Visit at the Edwards Notebook 1 via Truth Social. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. 
It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember constitutional grounds the coffee you want in your cup introducing Einstein drink conquer repeat Einstein beer is a globally distributed award-winning Icelandic craft beer Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from the 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at my pillow 
Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hi, I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman, a Beverly Hills forensic psychiatrist, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you very much for staying with us through that very brief break. Before we jump in with our next guest, I do need to spend a little second to remind you that all countries central banks, major institutions, even the International Monetary Fund, they all own substantial gold holdings. If all the entities around the world that control fiat currency have physical gold, shouldn't you? Just a question. All right. What I'm going to ask you to do is visit our friends over at the Harvard Gold Group and request a free investment guide. You can do that by calling them at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653 if you need it broken down. And uh, talk to them about this free investment guide. And be sure to mention... Promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, during that conversation to let them know that I sent you and so that it will qualify you for an additional $250 worth of gold or silver with a qualified purchase on top of any other specialties and promotions that are going on. So pretty good deal. Besides that, if you don't want to call but you still want to get that free investment guide, then you can also visit them at harvardgoldgroup.com again don't forget to mention tap t-a-p-p so that they know i sent you and you qualify for that extra so right now uh, given the fact that you need a hedge from inflation and everything else going on out there whether you want a ira that's backed by gold and silver or if you want physical gold and silver sent directly to you uh, they've got you covered both ways so one more time that's 844-977-GOLD or harvardgoldgroup.com. Don't forget to mention T-A-P-P when you're involved. All right, so with that being said, it is now time to welcome our returning guest. She is known worldwide as America's psychiatrist. She's the host of Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America and host of the Terrorist Therapist podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, Dr. Lieberman, thank you so much for joining us once again. How are you today? You're very welcome. I'm fine, thank you, other than what is happening in Israel. (laughs) Right. Uh, It is absolutely, uh, it's unfathomable what happened in Israel, but it is even more so unforgivable for what we're seeing everywhere else. Yes. Um, yes. I, I, I'm still struggling to wrap my mind around how many people seem prepared to stand alongside a terrorist organization that is engaged actively in the desire 
to commit genocide. They simply lacked the ability to do it. If they had it, they would. And for us to continue to see these people uh, to, to go so far as even spreading blood libels in an effort to do so in the mainstream legacy media here in their back, I, I, I get so wound up here. And I can't imagine what it's like to be in a, a member of the Jewish community here in the States and have to hear it. Uh, it's just mind-numbing. And here you are. You focus and specialize uh, part of your efforts. You talk about terrorism. And so I couldn't think of anybody who was more uniquely uh, qualified to, to really bring a unique perspective to this conversation. Uh, at this point, uh, Dr. Lieberman, uh, clearly the, the whole notion – of pro-Palestinian really is nothing more but cover for pro-Hamas at this point. Uh, have you seen anything anywhere that would suggest otherwise? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it really is anti-Israel and anti-Jews. Um, you know, it, 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 these people are so ignorant. And, of course, it's even been at our Ivy League colleges. You know, you would think people going to Harvard or Columbia are, are supposed to be smarter than this. But they have no clue about, first of all, what the intention of terrorists are. And there's no question that Hamas is a terrorist organization funded by Iran, which is the largest state sponsor of terrorism. Um, and so they don't people they, they don't understand. They don't realize that um, these terrorists, yes, of course, they want to destroy Israel and they want to destroy the Jewish people in Israel and Jews all over the world. But. <laughs> The, the aim of Hamas and other terrorists, radical Islamists, is global jihad. It's not just Israel. And so these people who are marching and, and you know, um, being anti-Semitic and all of that and, and being, you know, wise guys, basically, um, uh, they, they don't get it that, that these terrorists are coming after them, too. Want to, in other words, they're, 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 first of all, they're taking over the West in, in terms of Western Europe, France and England, and Germany, uh, Belgium, you know, are, took in so many, too many uh, migrants from radical Islamist countries, and they have terrorist attacks all the time. And we saw, you know, what's happening in London, for example, the, how the streets were just filled with people supporting Hamas and, and pro-Palestinian and all of that. So w America is next. I mean, it's not like um, they're not going to come here. And the people who are protesting, some of them are, some of them are um, LGBTQ plus. Some of them are BLM. Um, they're all various kinds of people. But um, but the LGBT, LGBTQ plus don't realize that terrorists, if they stepped foot in one of the in in, in uh, let's say in Gaza, for example, or any of the Middle Eastern countries other than Israel, they'd be killed on sight. Yeah, I mean, I've made the point several times that this group, Queers for Palestine in particular, it's like just because you're on their side doesn't mean they're on yours. You go there. If you were to go into Gaza, if you were even to go to the West Banks, you're in Judea or Samaria, you're going to find yourself – the the most humane version is beheaded. Most likely you're going to be taken to the top of a building and thrown off. Right. You're going to right. suffer exactly. before your death. Exactly. Exactly. It's boggled you know, my mind too. I'm sorry. Uh, no, this whole notion no. that that you can chant 
from the river to the sea and pretend like that means anything other than wiping Israel off the map and committing an act of genocide against the Jewish people. It's absurd to me. I, I It's just – I get so infuriated. And you can ask uh, the producer. You can <laughs> check with uh, everybody. who's They're probably sick of hearing me go off about it. I get on these rants and tangents because not only is the – as you pointed out, the historical context missing, a general lack of understanding. These people have been brainwashed, the folks that are here, to the point that they think that as long as it tears down – Western civilization, it's yes. a good thing. And they have yes. no... Yes. Go ahead. No, I was just saying yes. That's what they want to do. That's the ultimate... Um, you know, I mean, it's kind of ironic that the left here in America, the people who are protesting now and so on, um, they want to tear down America. <laughs> and the terrorists want to tear down America. They're just coming from two different sides. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, unless something... Unless we start getting... Uh, more sane people in the White House and in other in, in Congress too, you know, uh, other than the squad, for example. Um, this country is really going to the dogs. We have to. This is an emergency situation. People need to wake up and realize. I mean, first of all, um, one thing I wanted to mention that you know I've been I, I do a, the um, a podcast called the Terrorist Therapist Show, and um, I have been doing that for many years. And because I became the terrorist therapist after 9-11. And so um, so I have been saying for many years about how terrorists, uh, their goal is global jihad, you know, not just wherever the particular attack was at that time that I was doing that week's show. But um, just recently, the son of the founder of Hamas came out, Mossab Hassan Youssef, and said just what I was saying earlier that uh, and have been saying for years that about that it's global jihad. It's not just about Israel. So we're all Israel is the point. And then we have um, Obama, who um, is really it's really the buck stops there uh, because he really has been a closet terrorist sympathizer ever since. I mean, it was obvious when he was president. Um, it's becoming more obvious now because he's hiding behind Biden. You know, he's pulling Biden's strings. And so Biden is doing these things. You know, that he is, Obama is saying, um, is really not coming out in favor of Israel. He's trying to hedge his bets by, you know, being on both sides, um, saying this one is wrong for this and this one is wrong for that. And, you know, trying to stay in the middle, which, of course, you're not going to be able to do for long. And then Biden, you know, this, um, the invasion of Israel by Hamas came at a particularly good time for Biden because uh, he wants to win in 2024 and he doesn't want the investigation um, into the Biden crime family to continue to go as as strongly as it has been going. So this is a great distraction. And plus, you know, of course, he has dementia, so he's able to be controlled by Obama. So, um, so it really, the buck is stopping at the White House, and people are not calling them to task enough. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Barack Obama, because I was going to go there uh, if you hadn't. Uh, and, yeah, clearly, uh, when, when we look at the current administration, uh, Joe Biden, I think, reflexively uh, said a lot of the right things, although instinctively – uh, if you've been watching 
the presidency, his time in the White House, you knew there was probably an angle. And it looked like initially the angle was, okay, well, we're going to support Israel. We're going to have to send them aid. We're going to have to send them military aid, cash, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and by the way, in the effort to do that, let's send about a billion more uh, to Ukraine and let's send uh, stuff into Gaza for humanitarian reasons, even though we already know that anything we send for humanitarian reasons is going to end up in the hands right. of Hamas. They're going to pick right. whatever they want out of it. They're going to take whatever's of value. They are they have no value for human life. You have to have a fundamental understanding. One of the things that the American left has always struggled with is understanding people of faith, regardless of what that faith is. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in the case of Hamas, we're talking about people who've embraced a particular strain of Islam that believes in the, the return of the 12th Imam. They believe it is their duty to remove uh, Israel and to remove the United States and remove anyone that's not going to be part of the worldwide caliphate to make that easier. But we have seen, uh, you said closet uh, terrorist supporter. I would say he was pretty out in the open even during his time uh, talking about <laughs> well, Barack yeah. Obama. He's coming out. He's been coming out of the closet, not the type, not the closet that people generally have rumors about in regard to Obama. This is the uh, Israel anti-Semitism closet. Um, yes. I mean, he made us more vulnerable to terrorism when he was president than ever before. And now that Biden is president and he's controlling Biden, he's continuing the job. And, um, and yes, Biden went to Israel and, uh, you know, he made this short little speech. He was, <laughs> which didn't make any sense, but he was trying to show support for Israel, you know, out of one side of his mouth. And then he came home and he's, you know, sending, yes, sending much more money to Iran and to, and well, Ukraine, of course, too. But, I mean, also terrorists. They, the White House has been sending billions of dollars to Afghanistan. You know, our Afghanistan, the country we just pulled out of. Uh, well, not just, but, I mean, the, we, that we surrendered to. And, um, and, and Iran and, and all various other terrorist organizations, they're sending money to. And so whatever they send to Israel, you know, that's just supposed to look good. Um, but... But they're getting it's, it's they're kind of in a difficult situation in a way because they're trying because they're trying to play both ends against the middle and particularly in terms of it being an election year almost. Um, so they want to keep everybody happy. And the pro-Palestinian people are, are warning Biden, oh, well, if you keep, you know, giving arms and money to Israel, you're not going to get our votes, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know, he doesn't it's not like he. It's not, it's not like he gets it in terms of what is right, that supporting Israel is what is right. And besides, you know, Israel is America's only friend in the Middle East, no matter how much money the White House gives these other countries. So, um, so it's, it's kind of for our own benefit, it's important to, to make sure that Israel stays, uh, survives. So it, it's really um, very worrisome. Now, I, I was just reading today about how... Um, it, it's a little too little too late really but but at least hopefully it's going in the right direction you know in terms of the colleges um and some of the colleges like i was just reading about columbia that they are um expelling some of the people who were involved in these protests uh you know that's what all the colleges have to do because in some some of the colleges the the protesters have been um have been physical 
two Jewish students, you know, have been uh, doing various physical, you know, attacks on, on Jewish students. One school, I think it was, I can't remember which one, but um, they, the, the, the Jewish students were sort of wound up being trapped in the library because the protesters were outside the doors of the library. Um, I, I mean, this is horrible. Now, another good thing is that the people on the board um, are taking a lot of people, I know a lot, but there are reports of some people taking, quitting the boards of these colleges and taking away their money uh, because of how they have tra- treated or not treated, not done anything about these um, protests. Yeah. Well, you know, it's certainly long overdue, and these folks need to realize, too, that there has to be accountability. Part of what they're doing is trying to teach people how to be adults once they get out into the world, and you don't get to just throw a fit or get physical Mm because you have the correct opinion based on whatever the woke nonsense is at the moment. Right. Uh, These – these are long overdue. They should be, and we should be seeing the protests that get out of hand where vandalism occurs. We should be seeing arrests too. But in places Absolutely. like New York and and California, we're not. Uh, they're going to have to step that up, or else the police need to just stay home because they're in harm's way, the same as everyone else is. And quite honestly, any place that's currently being run by Democrats right now, it's not safe for decent people, period. Uh, The ones that can't get out are the folks I feel the worst about. You need to get out of these places until they realize what's really going on, uh, and they do need to step up. Uh, I've never seen an army, a military, in the history of of the world take as much care to try and protect civilians as the Israeli uh, Defense Force is doing right now, and yet they're treated like they're committing war crimes. Uh, It's absurd. uh, It's unconscionable. And yet it's a perfect opportunity for anti-Semitism that just it seems to have always been still remaining just below the surface in so many places. It's just erupting. And the mask is off. These people are not pro-Palestinian because if you were, you would be against Hamas because Hamas endangers Palestinians. Yes, uh, that's right. That's right. It, it is yeah. absolutely horrid. Uh you know, this is a topic that we really could just keep going on and on about, but uh, we're quickly running out of time, uh, Dr. Lieberman. So, again, I want to thank you for coming on. Please let everybody know where they can find your work. Uh, feel free to share uh, your social media handles and platforms where you're still inviting people to follow you. And any final thoughts you want to throw out there at that point, feel free as well. Sure. Um, well, one of my websites is terroristtherapist.com. And um, on that website, you can buy my latest um, book about terrorism, which is called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. And it's a part, the first part of the book is for um, parents and teachers, how to talk to your kids. And the second part is a picture book for kids all about terrorism, which kids need to learn about <laughs> uh, sooner rather than later. And I am donating the proceeds from that. Um, if you buy it from the website, I'm donating the proceeds to Israel. Uh, of course, you can get it from Amazon as well, but uh, I have more control over <laughs> people, over the, the money that comes through my website. So so that's that. And that's 
and also it's not just uh, not just to buy the book, but if you there's a lot on there. There are videos. Um, I had created a video. This is the third year that it ran on 9/11 on a mobile billboard, um, all about why you need to remember 9/11, how history, uh, those who forget history are doomed to repeat it, and a whole bunch of other videos all about terrorism. And um, I think that that is the most relevant. And also, of course, I'm on Twitter. Um, uh, at Dr. Carol MD, so at D R C A R O L E M D, and I rant <laughs> on that every day. Well, uh, there's certainly no shortage of things that need to be ranted about. Uh, again, Dr. Lieberman, I appreciate all the good work you're doing. Uh, I know I don't have to tell you to keep it up, but Godspeed to you just the same. And uh, hopefully we can get together again real soon and talk about some positive things because uh, it's well past time for it to happen. I'm afraid, though, that things are still likely to get a little bit uh worse before we get any better but uh i'm still hopeful i'm still full of prayer and i know that a lot of people that are listening to this show and the overwhelming majority of americans feel the same way about it uh there's a lot of loud squeaky wheels out there that are on the wrong side of it but they are far from the majority yes yes that's true all right thank you very much uh and uh godspeed okay thank you all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, she is the terrorist therapist, among other uh, titles that she's earned. Uh, there'll be links in the show description if you're listening to the podcast, of course. And, uh, you know, we're about to have to reset the hour. But before we do that, if you've been waiting for a screaming deal on one of my favorite pieces of gun gear, then you need to check out the special holiday promotion from Vanish Holsters. They're doing an awesome deal where you can buy one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at a discount and then get a second for 50% off the already low discounted price, which is perfect if you want to own and use the world's most comfortable holster and give one to a friend or a family member. <laughs> See how that works? Uh, holiday season is great, especially if you're a Second Amendment practitioner. Now, I promise you that you'll love the holster more than any other that you own. And the reason why is because you can use it to carry almost any gun at all. And you'll do it in absolute comfort and style. The Revolutionary Holster fits almost all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt, and it lets you carry in multiple positions. What else do I need to say? You can conceal carry two fully loaded magazines. All you have to do is visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Let them know I sent you, and still automatically activates a $40 discount. That's www.vnsh.com. SH.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth.
This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back as we dive headlong into hour number two of the Friday Night Live show. Thank you so much for being here. I do appreciate it. I know on a Friday night you could be almost anywhere else you wanted to be, and here you are. Thank you. And if you're listening to the podcast later, uh, thank you for carving out enough time to listen as well. Uh, It's great stuff. Now, our next guest is scheduled to be John O'Connor. He's, of course, an experienced trial lawyer. Uh, to say the least, he's best known as Deep Throat's lawyer. Uh, he'll be joining us momentarily. But before we jump into any other topic, I want to spend a little more time reminding you that when things go sideways, you really need to be prepared, which means you need somebody that you can count on to help you be prepared. Now, some of you out there, you're looking around, you're seeing the situation in the world, and you're concerned that you may have to go a long time without electricity or maybe even food. Now, as the kids say, that's no bueno. That's also the reason why I have spent a lot of time trying to introduce you and uh, everyone else to Four Patriots. You need to go out there and get yourself the preparedness products that you can use right now if you are so inclined. But these products literally could save your life later. Now, my favorite is my Patriot uh, powered sidekick. Uh, I see Doug right now has got his solar powered lamp, and uh, I think it's a bug zapper too, isn't it, uh, Doug? Yeah, yeah, it's a solar powered lamp slash bug zapper, and uh, that's from Four Patriots. Uh, but, you know, if you need something bigger than the sidekick, which is what I have and love, you can get their uh, solar-powered generators. They have different ones. Uh, currently, the top of the line is their Patriot Power Generator 2000X. It uses solar power to recharge. Or, while the electricity is on, you can charge it up in different ways. You don't have to use the solar. But if you're offline for a while to the point that you run it down, the solar panels work great. It will keep you powered up. And that bad boy, the 2000X, it's powerful enough that you can run your TV, keep your medical equipment going. You can even run your refrigerator. Uh, not a small task for something that's basically uh, solar energy. Now, beyond that... 
you afraid about being hungry? I don't blame you, but don't let yourself go hungry. Get yourself some Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits. They're delicious. They're designed to last 25 years, but yeah, good luck to you keeping it that long. Uh, I'm saying that somebody's going to get into them once you realize how good they are. Uh, you might even start looking for excuses to get into them. Uh, of course, nothing wrong with keeping your stash rotated, guys. That's all I'm saying. But make sure you have it for when the emergencies hit. Look, they've got great kits that have real meat involved. They have desserts available that are pretty tasty. And if the power's out and you don't have the Patriot Power Generator, well, then guess what? Can you make a fire? Can you get some water boiled some other way? All you have to do is boil the water, simmer, and serve. It's good stuff. You get to enjoy a hot meal, and you get to stay safe in a crisis, and you get to keep your family safe. Smart people, they're finding Four Patriots all on their own. Over 2 million customers already have found Four Patriots and trust them. You might even have seen them on TV now. I had the folks over at Four Patriots set up a special page just for you guys, listeners of Tap Into the Truth. All you have to do is go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P, and once you're there, the first thing you're going to get the chance to see is this week's discounts and deals. This is before they go away. Sometimes it's before the sale is over. Sometimes it's before an item sells out. Whatever the case may be, go check it out. That's fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Hurry, the deals won't last long, and you can always shop the rest of the page once you're there. Uh, you're good. That's the number four, patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. Be sure that you check it out just you know while you're listening to the show. Go ahead and check it out. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to bring on our next guest. He is, of course, the author of Postgate, how the Washington Post betrayed Deep Throat, covered up Watergate, and began today's advocacy journalism. He's also the host of a great, great podcast. If you haven't already checked it out, you really need to. It's The Mysteries of Watergate. Uh, he has released another book in the meanwhile uh, with the same title, The Mysteries of Watergate. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome former assistant U.S. attorney to the Northern District in California and still currently practicing law in the great state of California, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John O'Connor. John, thank you so much for coming back with us uh, once again and spending part of your Friday with us. How are you doing, my friend? Well, okay. Everything you said, I love, except, Tim, that I would say the state of California may not always be considered great by its residents. But other than that, everything you said was true. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, the only thing that makes it not so great is the high concentrations of Democrats that are trying to run it into the ground in the population centers. Outside of that, it is a great state, and I'll say so. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You hit it on the head. You hit the nail on the head. All right, sir. Uh, obviously, uh, we like having you on whenever there is a major legal thing going on, because not only are you the kind of person that has a great depth of legal knowledge, but you're also not afraid to call balls and strikes. You'll call it the way you see it, and you, you don't really uh, – 
you're not afraid to let people know exactly what it is that's going on, regardless of what the audience may be. And I love that about you, sir. Um, we've got a, a it's such a unique situation going on in New York. Obviously, we're talking about the Trump fraud case, where by all intents and purposes, it appears that guilt was determined before the case was even brought into the courtroom and that all the testimony has been designed solely for the purpose to see how much of the Trump empire they're going to take out of the hands of the Trump family and how big the fines are going to be. Uh, have you ever seen anywhere where it was even allowed to stand where fraud was determined by an outside third party when there was no harm done to either party involved in the case. Well, let me tell you this. Um, uh, here's a few problems with this case. Number one, Letitia James has authority to stop fraudulent practices, quote fraudulent, unquote fraud. Fraud Fraudulent practices mean that you are intending to defraud somebody and that somebody who has relied on the supposed fraud to its detriment. There's been no evidence of that. There is no fraud. Okay, that's number one, Tim. Now, that's number two. Now, now any lawyer worth his salt will know that. Number two, damages for fraud. There's Right now, this judge is probably going to assess 200 to $250 million in damages based on testimony of a supposed expert that says, well, if Trump would have had a better financial statement, more true, the uh, lenders would have uh, charged him more money for uh, interest, and it, it, that's $168 million, but then you've got to put interest on the $168 million, so it's over $200 million. The problem with that is that's directly contrary to New York law. New York law says Damages are not what you could have, should have, would have done had you had the person been honest with you. Let's assume Trump defrauded them for purposes of argument. The question is, did you lose any money? It's called the out-of-pocket rule. Every lawyer listening to this will say, oh, yeah, the out-of-pocket rule, that's what you have to go by. Out-of-pocket means you actually lost money. Nobody lost money. There are no damages. And yet Trump's going to get hit for 200 to $250 million. Now let me give you a third thing, Tim. Because this is like a fire hose, but it's just so terrible, I've got to tell you. The other thing they're going to do is try to yank, have the judge yank Trump's business licenses and forfeit all his ability to do business in the state of New York. Unfortunately, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, among other people, uh, have authored Supreme Court opinions that says that doing something like that would violate the excessive fines and penalties clauses of the United States Constitution. You can't take away somebody's business unless it is proportional to the wrong done. If you're a mafia guy and your whole business is about killing people and extorting them, yeah, maybe you take away the, the Italian social club from them and so forth and so on. But here, nobody's been harmed. There are no damages. There is actually no fraud. <laughs> But maybe there's false statements. You can say, well, he inflated some assets. Maybe those are false. They're not necessarily fraudulent. But you can't take away his business on the basis of this Mickey Mouse stuff. So that's a soliloquy, Tim. But this is so much against basic legal principles. It is stunning. It's stunning. And meanwhile, and I did mention the fact that <laughs> – 
Specifically for Trump, Letitia James got her buddies in the legislature to extend the statute of limitations from three years to six years so they could get this stuff. <laughs> Otherwise, Trump had already put his – if you applied the regular statute of limitations, Trump had already put his stuff at trust and had nothing to do with it. So, Tim, all I can tell you is this. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And it's just a joke, and people know it, and people can sense it that it's unfair. They don't know all the stuff I'm telling you. But I'm trying to give your uh, audience a sense that this is not just – it's more than biased. It's just completely off of all legal principles and all legal standards. Yeah, it's full-blown banana republic. We're just out to get the guy. Uh, I mean, have you ever seen an instance uh, come up in court before where if somebody had offered up slightly exaggerated numbers and, say, the bank lender or the financial lender, regardless of what the source was, bank or otherwise, if they didn't do their due diligence and do their own checks and they fall into that, isn't that more their problem than it is the person that exaggerated it? Uh, You are expected as a financial institution to do your own due diligence, right? Right, but let me do you one better, Tim. That's true if it's just a personal unsecured loan. Then the bank should be looking at your financial statements because that's a, a basis for lending to an unsecured person. If Tim Tapp wants to come in and get an unsecured personal loan, yeah, your financial statement make, makes a big difference. And they do have due diligence to make sure that statement is correct. But here, they're not even relying on that statement. The one that's supposedly false is his financial statement. When it, Everybody knows this who's ever had a mortgage on a house or a trailer or, or a car. The lender looks to the value of the asset that is the security. This is asset-based lending, not personal lending where financial statements have a bearing. This is – so these are the biggest lenders in the world, the most sophisticated, who have the best appraisers, and they appraise the properties and loan based on their appraisals. It has nothing to do with this thing. So, yes, you're correct, Tim. Everything you say is absolutely correct that they should do their due diligence. But the point is, they did do it, and it had nothing to do with Trump's statements. They did rely on them, uh, and it's not like they relied on them, but they shouldn't have. They never relied on them. So this is why it's not fraud. No, not, not only did nobody, lo- did nobody lose money, nobody relied on these statements. Trump you know, somewhat inarticulately is getting the point across correctly. Um, but the fact is, it's not fraud. And the judge is so unschooled. He's a guy that was a drummer and a guy in a rock band and poses uh, selfies on the Internet and so forth. He's kind of a political hack. And he doesn't know any of this stuff. And it's pretty clear neither does Letitia James. And so this is uh, and I think Trump's lawyers are just, you know, banging their hand against their forehead saying, what is going on here? This is just out of the world. And you know what bothers me more than anything else? All this would be fine if CNN and MSNBC and ABC and so forth would would just have a legal expert on. It's not like they're hard to find. I could get you 100,000 lawyers who would tell you the same thing I'm telling you now. What's the rule for fraud? Oh, it's out-of-pocket damages. Uh, What is fraud? Well, it's reliance and intent to the fraud. No, that's not here. So all this stuff is basic legal principles 
that are just being thrown to the wind in this case. And it is really terrible. Uh, You know, you have a stupid attorney general and a stupid judge, both out to get Trump. And the whole world is watching this, and they may not know everything, all the little niceties I'm talking about. But most people have the good, solid common sense uh, that something is wrong here. This is not fair. And they wonder why Trump is doing so well in the polls. After all, we're trying to screw Trump, and he's doing well in the polls. Well, guess why he's doing well in the polls? Because people know he's getting screwed. Uh, You know, I I oftentimes, like many people, wince at some of the stuff Trump says and, you know, and everything. I said, well, I wish I could be there to talk for him. But every time something like this happens, I have the same reaction other people do. I feel sorry for him. I'm sympathetic to him. I think he's getting screwed. And that's the way uh, all those people that are not Trump, Trump until I die people say, you know something, this guy's not getting a fair shake. I may not like everything Orange Man Bad does, but he is not getting a fair shake. He's getting screwed here. Uh, let's just be frank about it, and everybody can see it, however you phrase it. Now, I'm adding some legal niceties to it, but everybody knows he's getting screwed. Yeah. Well, you know, that leads me to these two different places that I want to pursue with you at this point. Uh, Number one being that clearly this is not so much a legal remedy for a problem because, as you've already pointed out, the problem doesn't exist. It is a political attack against Trump, and and I think we saw in Trump's testimony he's chosen to treat this as a political opportunity, and it's working very well for him. But then the other thing I would love to get a comment on you before we go down that road and I forget to bring it back up later, so we'll try to make sure we circle back to it. Uh, as a person who has dedicated themselves to the judicial system, to the rule of law as you have, this has to be infuriating to you to see the courts being weaponized and the law just being completely left outside of the doors as if somehow uh, it's a demon trying to walk into a church. It, it, it's just it's not going to be permitted. Uh, when the judge literally says, I'm not here to hear what he has to say, when you're having a bench trial and you're supposed to be hearing the testimony, how do you even get to that uh, assessment? But, but back to the first point first, it, Trump is absolutely correct to treat this as a political situation, uh, right? Because, I mean, that's certainly what it appears to be. Uh, is that the same thing right. you're saying? Right, exactly. Well, you know, I got to say this. The judge is so unschooled. He doesn't know how to say what he should say. He really shouldn't say, I don't want to hear you. He should say, answer the question. I'm not going to hear unresponsive answers. He's not schooled enough uh, to do that. But the problem here is that the whole – here's what bothers me more than anything else. It doesn't bother me. You're going to get a bad judge now and then. But and sometimes a bad plaintiff's lawyer, a bad attorney general. But we have a media that we have eight people on CNN that all claim they're smart lawyers. And they don't tell the people what I'm telling you, Tim. You know, uh, go to CNN and see if anybody has talked about the out of pocket rule, which is the measure of damages. There are, let me just say real clearly for your viewers, there are no 
damages here, and yet the judge is going to uh, order over $200 million in damages. There are no damages because of the out-of-pocket rule. And also, there is no fraud because there is no reliance on anything that was said and no intent to defraud. There is no fraud, there is no damage, and there is no basis to forfeit his license. But the, what bothers me is there are plenty of well-meaning uh, suburban housewives there in the various suburbs of our country that are very nice people. I'm married to one who think, oh, Trump, oh, this is terrible what Trump has done. Oh, my gosh, this is terrible. Well, nobody is on CNN saying how stupid, utterly stupid and utterly wrong and really illegal is the prosecution. If they would simply say what I'm saying, look up the New York out-of-pocket rule. You can go Google it, and in two minutes, you can get the out-of-pocket rule, and they will say, the measure of damages is not what somebody would have done had they not been defrauded. And yet the damages, what Letitia what James is saying, oh, $168 million would have been collected had they not, uh, had Trump not defrauded them. And then you have an idiot judge who says that Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million because the tax assessment says it's worth $18 million. Now, everybody can understand that, how stupid that is. Mar-a-Lago. Look, look, a regular house near Mar-a-Lago cost $18 million on a third of an acre lot. He's got 17 acres of the best real estate that anybody has ever seen with a fantastic building. It's not worth $18 million, let me tell you that. So, Tim, what I'm telling you is this is so far out, and yet, you know, you're doing it. You have it on your program. You're having me on your program. It doesn't have to be me. It can be any lawyer that's speaking the truth. You're having it, but why is why isn't our national media doing this? That's really the question. Can we have a democracy when the media does not tell you what's going on, where they decide that they are going to go after Orange Man bad so badly, and for anybody that speaks for conservative causes, that they cannot tell the truth? I just it, that is what is going to ruin this country if it's not already on the way down the down the swirlies now. Yeah, unfortunately, we're dealing with a, a lot of folks who, as long as they get to be in charge, would much prefer a banana republic as opposed to a constitutionally limited uh, federated republic, which is what we're supposed to have. Uh, John, again, thank you so much for coming on and uh, uh, helping to uh, do exactly that, uh, tell the truth about the situation. I, I Again, that's why I love having you on. Uh, you, you don't hesitate to call it out. And you know what? I, I'm willing to guess, uh, I would be willing to bet some money that there probably are people that have went on uh, to CNN with the intent of telling the truth about it. But I'm also guessing that they probably got edited or bumped completely off because they don't want to air it. They, too, have decided that the uh, political side of this is way more important. They've got to get Trump. They don't care about telling the truth. They're political operatives now, and it's it's tragic. And in the meanwhile, it is the American people who uh, are getting – uh, short change on this because as Trump himself has said, it's not really him they're after, it's us. He's just standing in the way. And I think we're seeing a really good example of it. And I, I think, again, Trump's getting the better uh, side of this fight right now because 
people, even folks who ordinarily wouldn't give him the time of day, uh, kind of still smelled that something's not quite right. Uh, real quick, John, uh, remind everybody where they can find your work. And uh, if you're still inviting people to follow you anywhere on social media, feel free to share that. Uh, share any of the websites that you will need to. And uh, any final closing thought you want to end with, feel free to go ahead and do that now, too. Well, yeah, Tim, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, we, we just we need information to have a good republic, and we're not getting it now. But if, if everybody wants to see about that, if they go on postgatebook.com, postgatebook.com, I've got maybe 80 articles up plus how to get my books and so forth. But really, this is the crisis we're facing is that people aren't educated enough. They're not informed enough, rather, I should say. And, you know, guys like you are out there fighting the good fight, and I want to thank you for it, uh, Tim. Uh, so uh, God bless you, and um, and thank you for having me on. All right, John, as always, it's been a pleasure and an honor having you, sir. And I uh, look forward to our next opportunity to get together, and hopefully at some point we'll get to talk about something a little more pleasant than uh, people <laughs> trying to use the judicial system to tear down our republic. <laughs> Godspeed. I to hope you. so, Tim. Take care now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that was, of course, Mr. John O'Connor. Uh, if you have not yet picked up a copy of the book Postgate or uh, The Mysteries of Watergate, what are you waiting for? Uh, go do it. Uh, go to his website. That's always better. Now, there will be links in the show description, but those links will be to Amazon. Uh, so if you're going to get the book, go to his website. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, he gets more of the money that way, and it makes more sense, and it allows him to keep doing the things that he's doing. Uh, plus, if you haven't checked out the podcast, The Mysteries of Watergate, uh, it's a very good uh, podcast. He lays out the information. It's good stuff. In the meanwhile, um, I do need to uh, tell you a little something about our friends over at Harvard Gold Group. Yes, that's right. You can get a free investment guide from them just by calling 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Be sure to mention T-A-P-P, that's promo code TAP, or mention TAP into the truth to let them know where you heard it from. That way you will qualify for on top of every other promotion they've got going on, an additional $250 worth of gold or silver uh, with a qualified purchase. Now, it doesn't matter if you're looking to save your retirement, to back it up with gold and silver, to hedge against inflation, or if you want physical gold and silver delivered to you, uh, they've got you covered either way. Uh, I've mentioned before uh, I've gotten some gold and silver from them myself uh, fairly recently, and uh, – very pleased with the whole thing from start to finish. Uh, we've talked with other gold companies here before, but Harvard Gold Group, they've got them beat. Their, their service, their individual service, so much better. They're going to set you in the right direction based on what you need. Just give them a call, or you can visit them at harvardgoldgroup.com. Again, don't forget to mention T-A-P-P. -P. Uh, just go do that, and trust me, uh, Given the age of Bidenomics, you can't have too many hedges against inflation and the lost value. So one more time, that's 
844-977-GOLD or harvardgoldgroup.com. Go check them out, Rye. You are waiting for the rest of the show. In the meanwhile, let's take that mid-hour break. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. Sharing the night. By now, any voter planning to continue their unwavering support for Democrats are either more grossly underinformed than I could ever imagine, or they actually support the Democrat Party mission to destroy our republic. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from your notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Along with every Democrat effort to implode the United States, Democrats are slated to open the floodgates to the brutish Philistine Palestinians and have circulated a plan to allow every Philistine Palestinian who wants to come to the United States to shuffle on in with their Islamic goal to destroy every society that is not Islamic once they can dominate politically, like they do in Dearbornistan, Michigan. Democrat Party leftists like Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois and Representative Jan Schakowsky of Illinois have both lobbied fellow Democrats to urge Uncle Joe Biden to provide temporary protected status and deferred enforcement departure to Philistine Palestinians in the U.S., which would prevent Philistine Palestinians from ever being deported from the United States. My question is, will we the people be able to protect our republic from destructive Philistine Palestinians? Hmm? I'm Ron Edwards. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. Over just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. 
Your 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say i got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from redballoon.work. Check us out today. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hello, this is Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest homeschooling classical community. And we are on with Tim Tapp, and we are going to tap into the truth. These rich men know the rich men. Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think. Want to know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. And we'll be bringing Robert on here in just a moment. But before that, I need to tell you a little bit about this great new special holiday promo that's going on over at Vanish Holsters. They're doing an awesome deal where you can buy one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at a discount and then get a second for 50% off the already low discounted price. That's right. It's perfect. If you want to own and use the world's most comfortable holster and give one to a friend and family member, too. And, you know, uh, if you are a partaker of the exercise of the Second Amendment, who doesn't need a great holster, right? Now, I promise you that you will love this holster more than any other that you own. And the reason why is because you can use it to carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. It's so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing it, which is why it's called the Vanish Holster in the first place. This revolutionary holster fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions, and it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines to have along for a quick reload. Best of all, it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you can get your money back with a hassle-free return policy. They've got you covered. Now, 
since this is a holiday deal, it does expire pretty soon. So let's be real. You know what's going on in the nation. You know criminals are more emboldened than ever, and the threat of terrorism is looming larger than it has in a very long time. So don't make the mistake of not being armed if you're legally eligible to be so just because your holster's uncomfortable. And hey, I'm not pointing fingers at you. I've been there too. Go visit them over at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go right now so that you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. It lets them know I sent you, and it still automatically activates a I'm sorry, a $40 discount. Used to be $50. They, Bidenomics has affected it. Anyway, take advantage of the holiday deal. It's phenomenal. All right. With that being said, it is now indeed time to welcome to the show first-time guest. He is the CEO of Classical Conversations, an organization that supports classical Christian homeschoolers in all 50 states and in 30 different foreign countries, and I would imagine they're not done trying to extend that reach just yet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mr. Robert Bordens. Uh, Robert, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you doing today? Tim, I'm doing wonderful. It's a, it's a great Veterans Day, and my youngest brother is serving currently, and just appreciate all the hard work that they've done to keep us three free. Um, but uh, it seems to be things are slipping out of our hands right now. Yeah, it, it does indeed. I mean, it, I, I miss the days, Robert, when we used to be able to live our faith in public and not face ridicule if you happen to be a Christian. And now, if you happen to be Jewish either, I mean, the levels of anti-Semitism has uh, run through the roof since the horrific events that took place on October 7th. And, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about uh, with you, uh, you put a lot of emphasis through classical conversations for really trying to help support homeschooling. Uh, and one of the things, uh, we've been a big uh, advocate of homeschooling here for a long time on the show. Uh, we've had multiple guests come along. And what I've noticed over the years is that most people who have been advocating for homeschooling early on typically do so from a Christian viewpoint, and it's been a case where the public schools, once they decided that prayer wasn't going to be allowed, there's almost a non-welcoming of Christian uh, beliefs, but what has really kind of come on recently is that there is a secular push for homeschooling now, and they're relying heavily on the groundwork that uh, people like yourself have really uh, laid out. So uh, what we'll, we'll start with this side of the conversation. What have you seen changed over the years, and especially recently when it comes to homeschooling? Because I know there's been an uptick in interest, but how has this evolution uh, played out in front of you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, through COVID, the number of homeschoolers double, uh, very much more uh, secular uh, individuals who've just seen the um, government school system fail their students, not necessarily homeschooling for religious persecution reasons or because they want to pass down uh, their family's morals, but just because uh, kids can't read or write, 
Um, if you go to government school, you have a 40% chance of being bullied, a 35% chance of being and a 30% chance of being able to read at grade level. And so uh, parents saw what their children were being taught or really weren't being taught and have been uh, just really advocating for their parental rights and making sacrifices and changing uh, lifestyles to be able to educate their children at home and provide them an education that will prepare them for the future. And so, uh, of course, we welcome everyone uh, into the homeschooling arena to homeschool, but uh, uh, we're super excited about the growth and just the opportunity to uh, really, I mean, share our Christian faith with those new homeschoolers. Yeah. You know, you, you've been in this fight for a little while now, and of course there's been a lot of folks that have been pushing for the idea of homeschooling. We're not that far removed when you just look at total number of years from when a dominant amount of actual education was taking place at home, but it seems like now the the real obstacle for people embracing it isn't a lack of desire, but it's a lack of belief that you have the time or that you have the lack of qualification. Uh, would you say that's still the biggest obstacle as you're bringing new people in, and how is your approach different than what other people have as far as encouraging parents to still step up and take that? Yeah, so at Classical Conversations, we consider the parents our main customer, and so uh, we have all sorts of programs to help parents teach uh, all all subjects, and there's just so much curriculum, and we have videos and parental help, and our, our communities that meet once a week with you as a parent and the student at the same time to go over the curriculum together. So parents uh, are capable of home homeschooling and educating their kids. Parents teach, you know, if uh, they teach them how to talk, they teach them how to eat food. So it's just a natural progression of uh, that. And the classical methodology can really be adopted by anyone because it's just the process of learning how to learn. And so we teach parents that process. And so you don't need to be a, even a high school graduate to be able to successfully homeschool your kids because uh, if you love them and you're willing to put the work in and uh, you can do a wonderful we really believe that parents are capable and uh, we see more and more parents realizing that their kids are being taught by the experts but the experts aren't teaching them either and so you know they're willing to take take give a try for it at home yeah, at this point, when it comes to the public school system and the higher education system, which is, of course, where the experts are being funneled through, uh, we have seen almost an abandonment of actual teaching and an embracement of indoctrination to the point that a lot of the people that are working in the education field now are themselves victims of this indoctrination ideology to the point that they don't even recognize that that's in fact what they're doing. And we have seen the public schools make this move for, and I pointed out many years ago, even before I started this show, uh, to anybody that would listen, that there was a major red flag event occurring because when I was still in school and then when I first became a parent, the push from every educator was to get the parents involved as much as possible. And then we saw this transition uh, during the time that my children were in school uh, away from uh, we don't really want the parents 
involved with what is actually happening in the classrooms. In fact, we prefer you not to know. And then, as you mentioned uh, a little while ago during COVID here in Tennessee, we actually had some school systems that required parents to sign a non-disclosure agreement that uh, they would not even check in on the class while it was uh, in session for the uh, distance learning. And uh, all these things are such a scary notion, but too many people put too much faith and too much trust in these experts. And once they started recognizing for what it was, uh, people started pushing back. Uh, I would like to think it's going to be kind of a permanent move forward. But during this transition, um, what is the strongest recommendation that you make for a parent who's on the cusp of taking this leap, but maybe is still reluctant for one reason or another? Yeah, I mean, I would say do two things. One is uh, tell your school administration that you're going to take a day off and that you won't through their classes that day. And if they uh, tell you no, well, that should tell you all that you need to know about that institution that you're sending your child to. Uh, the second thing you should do, um, I mean, the, well, plug my own book or my mom's book is Go Read the Core uh, by Lee Bortons. It's on Amazon.com, and it'll basically give you an overview of how to educate your children to learn anything and start educating yourself um, on edu- on those You know, if the school's not giving your kids homework, you know, give them homework yourself. Uh, If you have younger kids, make sure you're reading to them and don't expect the um, schools to educate your children. And so just do what you can. If it's 30 minutes a night or an hour a night, then start doing that because that's going to give yourself a heads up and really an opportunity to try it out. And it's going to give your kid a leg up on uh, their peers and whose parents aren't being engaged. So the nice thing is everybody homeschools. It's just how intentional you are and are you telling your kids that to trust the government and to trust the experts, or are you telling them that you're their parent, that you love them, and that you're willing to sacrifice some of your own time and energy to make sure that they're getting a great education. So if you can't pull them out now, I just say start with 30 minutes a day uh, in the evening, you know, um, working with subject to make sure that uh, you're engaged and you're showing them that that it's important yeah yeah i there's there is no substitute for spending the time and letting them know that you care enough that they're at the very least getting a balanced idea of the things that are being presented uh, i've lamented on the show multiple times when it came to my youngest who uh thankfully is out of the public school system now but we would have to spend a a small amount of time every uh, evening but then a big chunk of the weekend trying to undo the programming they were trying so desperately to push into my daughter's head it's like it's absurd and just as an example of what's going on and i'd love to get your take on this real quick before we circle back around uh, to best sources, and that is just this ridiculous amount of anti-Semitism, pro-terrorism uh, displays and protests that we're seeing from uh, groups of 
college students and even in some cases some high school students out there in various parts of the country that are going around enchanting things like from the river to the sea, having no idea what it actually means, who literally think that they're standing up against uh, Nazism while supporting a terrorist organization that, for all intents and purposes, legitimately are Nazis. And, and I don't want to put any words in your mouth. Those are all my words. You can respond however you like. But it does show a lack of fundamental understanding of the histories and what's actually being called for with a chant like that. Uh, this this is a good example uh, of why homeschooling should be uh, more appealing to more people when you see this uh would you what's your take on any of what i just said <laughs> well and my wife's half jewish and uh you know her family was actually from germany and was able to escape right before they closed the borders and so uh you know it's not surprising the the, the left supported uh germany in you know early on um, and they are now using those same ideas of socialism and Marxism in our education system and uh, that young people would be attracted to those ideas because teachers have been trained in crit the critical theory will say that the Jews are their oppressors and the Palestine people or the Philistines, as uh, I heard the ad earlier say, um, is the oppressed. And so the oppressed are allowed to do whatever they want to do to the oppressors. Um, and so that's why uh, this Marxist idea is throughout our education system, and we see our young people responding in that manner. And so it's absolutely uh, not a surprise to see supporting uh, these ideas because these are ideas that are destroying our family. And you got to remember, our country was founded on Christian values, and obviously Christianity came from Judeo values. And so when you attack America and you hate America and you hate our values, it's just a natural outbringing that you would hate those the people that those values were founded on. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's such an absurdity to see the reactions that we're seeing. I mean, the events that the Hamas group uh, perpetrated are horrific. They're inhuman. Uh, they continue to hide behind their civilians after having done it. Uh, all of this uh, proves that they are a threat to humanity and certainly do not share the same values that any reasonable, decent person who lives in Western civilization uh, should hold. <clears throat> if well, they don't even hold the same values that uh – other Muslim countries, the other Muslim countries don't want the Palestinian people. That's why we have these senators trying to bring them here to the United States, because Egypt has a huge wall up. America had to beg them to take some of the refugees from Palestine. So, um, And Hamas has been in charge since 2007. So it's, it's, not, um, it's not that they don't even reflect our values. They don't even reflect other Muslim country values. Yeah, there's such That's a radicalized. There's such a radicalized sect that you're right. Uh, Egypt has been point blank. Uh, we don't want to. Uh, Israel tried to give the entire Gaza envelope to Egypt in exchange for just accepting the uh, the Palestinians that were there. They're like, nope, <laughs> we have ocean 
side property that you could do all kinds of great things with that under normal circumstances Egypt would wit, but these people are so destabilizing because they're so radicalized. You're right, they're part of the sect that uh, uh, the counter-jihadist folks refer to as Twelvers because they believe in the return of the Twelfth Imam. They think that it's their responsibility to eliminate Israel and America to make it happen, to make it easier for the return. It's their idea of the end times, and, and it's very dangerous a belief system for anybody <coughs> excuse me, that believes anything different than they do, including different Muslim sects. So uh, it's a great point you just made. Um, we've just got a little bit of time left. Uh, you guys focus uh, on classical conversations on utilizing source material and really analyzing. You guys do a really good job of trying to make it as easy as possible to be accessible. But at the same time, there's a lot of effort to avoid a lot of the current indoctrination tools. Um, I, I, I wish we had more time tonight to, to go more in-depth with what the program is. Maybe we'll get you back on at some point in the future and do that. But I just want to commend everything that you guys have been doing and the effort to make sure that it is accessible and that the focus on education is the right place. And remembering that true education is more than just feeding your mind. It's also about feeding your soul, and you guys do a phenomenal job of both. So thank you very much, Robert, for everything that you're doing. Please feel free to share the websites, uh, let everybody know where they can find your work. Uh, and uh, if you're inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share the handles and the platforms you're on. And then any final parting thought that you want to put out, you can finish up with. Yeah. Reading source material is so important because we can read from the, we can see what the authors were thinking and not what, what some woke professor thinks that they were thinking. Uh, you can follow me on the Robert B show on Twitter or X and on Instagram. Uh, you can go to our website, classicalconversations.com, or see our book list at classicalconversationsbooks.com. I would just commend grandparents, wait another day, start tomorrow. Uh, if you can't homeschool, spend 30 minutes a night with your kids making sure that you're deprogramming them and making sure that they are actually learning to read, write, and do math. Uh, all right. Again, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Robert. And, uh, you know, uh, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, it's it's a serious battle that you're in, and I'm sure you're facing more than your fair share of obstacles because the status quo doesn't like having their power taken from them. Uh, so uh, just keep it up. And like I said, hopefully we can get uh, back together sometime real soon and get a little more in-depth into the conversation because, you know, it feels like, Whenever the conversation is good, it goes by way too fast, and a quick conversation always feels like you've left so much left just unsaid and untouched. So, again, thank you so much for being here, and uh, I hope you'll come back again sometime soon. Yeah, I had a blast. Thank you so much for all you're doing to make sure that we're all tapping into the truth.
<laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Robert Bordas. Uh, there will be links in the show description if you are listening to the podcast. Otherwise, check out Classical Conversations. A quick search will take you everywhere you need to know. But Robert did leave all that information there if you were listening. So if you were listening to the live broadcast somewhere, I, uh, you can go find the podcast and then you can – Zoom into that part of the show, and you can keep listening till you get it down. Uh, either one works fine, but if you take the time to find the podcast, the link will be in the show description, so you don't have to do it. But the more plays I get, the, the happier it is. Okay, so with all that being said, uh, we've got just a few minutes left this Friday night, and I wanted to spend a little more time again reminding everybody, you know, Veterans Day is a day that tends to fly by for most Americans, without a second thought. Because here we are, we just got uh, past Halloween, we're looking forward to Thanksgiving, uh, unless you happen to be one of those people that completely skips Thanksgiving and goes straight to Christmas now. And uh, if you are one of those folks, folks, then bad. Shame on you. Bad, bad. <laughs> Look, you guys have heard me. If you're a regular listener, especially if you've been around for a while, you know that I've spent a lot of time lamenting the fact that so many people want to just jump past Thanksgiving, and it has a lot to do with the fact that you cannot celebrate Thanksgiving without recognizing the faith, the religious aspect of the holiday. Whereas Christmas, which also should be very much a religious holiday, has become so commercialized that a lot of people have secularized it to the point that uh, they just zoom right past it, and you don't even have to think about what the reason for the season is. So I will probably be griping about that again for the remainder of the month because uh, there's a plenty of folks here in my own neighborhood who already have their Christmas lights up. And, hey, again, I love the holiday spirit, but, guys, Turkey Day first. Please don't don't make me not get to eat. It's one of the few things I do well. So anyway, remember, though, uh, a lot of folks recognize Veterans Day today. Uh, actual on the calendar, it is tomorrow, Saturday, uh, the 11th. But regardless, guys, we should be we should be treating every day like Veterans Day. Uh, we we. We ignore them. We forget them. These people have sacrificed so that somebody like me can be on this uh, this radio station and then the uh, digital platforms so I can sit here and talk to you about whatever my opinion is so I can sit here and have these guests on. But at the end of all that, the real upside is you have the freedom to tune in and listen. You only have that. Because of what these people have done. They stood a post. They wore a uniform. They served the country regardless of who the commander-in-chief was. So on behalf of Tap Into The Truth and everyone here involved, thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you all. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. Most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Have a great weekend, everybody.